came here to say that you don't really want it with us, yeah. We love you know. We came here to say that you don't really want it with us, yeah. yeah. The sports show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Year Sports Show. I am your host, Big Baby, aka the Soul of RB. To my bottom left, we have BK Matt. Yo, 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 what's good? What's going on? To my bottom right, we have the voice of a generation, Mr. Swoopless <laughs> Pete Rosado. What's up? What's up, everybody? What's going on? And the queen, the head of the year sports show table, 7K Tay, 25K Tay, she'll be back with us very shortly. How's your week, guys? Uh, Pete, go first. Honey. Oh, man, it's a, it's a great week for me. It is, a, it is a holiday week for me. It is New York City Comic Con weekend, which is a very big thing. Great to have it back after a year away. Everything went away in 2020. So uh, I attended yesterday. The first year I'm not going all uh, four days or at least three of the four days, but attended uh, yesterday on Friday and will be attending on Sunday. Uh, it, it's just dope to be back in there and to be back around the culture and to be back around the event. Um, so it was it was a great week for me, and the anticipation building up to going back to Comic-Con was a big thing. Cool, cool. Matt, how was your week? Uh, my week was pretty long. I started – um, the new spot, the new um, the new job. So you know, week long orientation this week. Got another three weeks to go with it, but you know, pretty eventful. A lot of learning, a lot of excitement because I know how much I'm getting paid. So um, yeah, it was pretty good. Hundred K Matt, nah, hundred K Matt. If I get this overtime like I'm plotting to, shoot, that might be me in two years. You know what I'm like, saying? Try to get there. Trying to get like there. And the queen, 25K. Tay, how how's your week going? My day is going terribly. Thank you for asking. But I'm going to get myself back on mute. <laughs> right. Oh, my Lord. Oh, man. Oh, man. I feel bad for the people over there. Oh, man. I do, too. On that end. Oh, man. Oh, um, so a pretty, pretty, pretty eventful week. Um, but we're gonna start it out with quick hits. Oh, I'm sorry. My week was was good. It was uh it was pretty busy. Um, did a lot of helping people with things, a lot of trainings for um for people. So um, other than that, it, it was pretty cool. I'm happy to get recognized for it. But um, I like the hat. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You gotta get me one. I gotta find another one. <laughs> this was a birthday present. <laughs> so, all right, Pete. Yes, sir. Quick hits. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. Let's get it popping. All right, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Quick Kids for the week of October the 9th. And let's start with Major League Baseball. The playoffs are in full swing as we have uh, the Astros taking on 
the Chicago White Sox, the Red Sox taking on the Tampa Bay Rays in the American League. And in the National League, you have the Dodgers taking on the San Francisco Giants and the Braves taking on the Milwaukee Brewers. But let's go to the fallout of the end of the season. The, Met, the New York Metropolitans declined their third-year option on manager Luis Rojas. He was a uh, in his second year with the team. Uh, well, as the manager of the team, he had been with the organization for 16 years prior to becoming their manager two years ago. The Mets finished in third this year, besieged by injuries. But Luis Rojas has been offered the opportunity to stay with the organization. Remember, Luis Rojas was hired uh, to replace Carlos Beltran, who was immediately fired without coaching a game due to the fallout from the Houston Astros scandal. Mets is all over the place. Uh, yes, they are. But this was kind of expected. I mean, Luis Rojas did a good job, all things considered. First-year manager, had previously his highest role in the organization, had been as a quality control coach. Mm -hmm. So, you know, not too bad, all things considered. Right. Going to the other side of the city, Aaron Boone is awaiting his word on what's going to happen with his Yankee future. Now, the Yankees did not fire Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone's contract expired. This was his last year. Um, he was 328 and 218 in his four years as Yankee manager. The Yankees did make the playoffs every year, but never anywhere further than the American League Championship Series. Uh, and they have not been to the World Series since 2009. Not all of that has been with Aaron Boone, obviously. Much of that with Joe Girardi as the manager prior to that. But they have not been to the World Series since 2009. A lot of fans complaining about that. The 12-year drought uh, since appearing in the World Series is the Yankees' third longest drought after a 17-year drought between 1903 and 1920 and the 13 years between 1982 and 1995. Uh, they broke that streak in 1996, going to and winning the World Series in 1996. But Aaron Boone does have organizational support from the players. Just a question of if the Yankees are going to resign him to a new contract. I think they I will. Give you the smoke section for this, you know that, right? <laughs> My dad was going to give you the smoke section because I remember the last show we did with um with, with Joe King, and we was talking about the Yankees, and you were kind of frustrated about it. I'm like, all right, and the Yankees, did, Yankees yeah. did nothing but confirm what Joe King said. You know, and a lot of it, a lot of it has to, you know, and I'll be very honest, as a lifelong Yankee fan, it was the hitting. A lot of it, you know, you know, and a lot of it is also just the way that baseball is done nowadays, where mm -hmm. you know you got a little, you got a guy, an analytics, a guy from the analytics department who comes, and this has been confirmed with the Yankees every day. A, a folder is delivered to the manager's office with the optimum lineup for the day, the lineup created through analytics. And I'm sorry, I hate to say it, analytics does not does not win baseball games. Baseball is a very much. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to let the manager do what the manager does, and, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, I don't have any issue with Aaron Boone as the manager. I have an issue with the way the team is constructed, and that team needs major reconstruction moving forward if they want to be successful. The crazy part is that any anybody who I've spoken to about the Yankees have said the same exact thing as what we were talking about with Joe King. All sluggers, no, no light, like utility players. Right, and if you saw near the end of the season where the Yankees started winning a lot of games and solidifying themselves in the wild card spot, mm -hmm. they were actually hitting singles, doubles, moving from base to base. It wasn't based on the home run. They still had some games where they were bashing the ball, 
But when they were actually getting playing station to station baseball, getting hits, hitting the ball to the other side, they were actually being really, really successful. And it goes to show, yeah, you can have a team full of sluggers, but if you can't hit the ball and just make basic plays, you're not going to do anything. Um, going to another team that was very star late in this year, the Padres, San Diego Padres, fired manager Jace Tingler, who was also a second-year manager. He was 116 and 106 in his two seasons. Uh, his fate was the more than likely sealed as the Padres finished in third place this year. But on September 9th, they had a one-game lead for the second wild card in the National League, and they ended up being eliminated with eliminated from playoff contention with seven games remaining in the regular season. Now, what's interesting is Jace Tingler was a second place and manager of the year voting in the National League last year. So very interesting to see this. But again, the Padres have offered um, Jace Tingler an opportunity to stay with the organization as well in an unknown capacity. Mm -hmm. Going to someone that's actually in the playoffs, and you may have heard this name last year when we were talking about the Major League playoffs, especially the World Series. Randy Arozarena is still on a tear. Uh, he is the leading vote-getter for Rookie of the Year, and most people would say, how is that possible, seeing how he played last year? Remember, he did not reach the necessary amount of at-bats to be considered a full first-year player, so he is still considered a rookie. Mm -hmm. uh, in Game 1 of the American League Division Series against the Red Sox, he became the first player in postseason history to both steal, steal home base and hit a home run in the same game. Right, I, I, and I watched the game. I'm just like, yo, did he just steal home? <laughs> first, it is the first straight steal, meaning that he just took off. It is the first straight steal of home since Jackie Robinson in 1955 against the Yankees. Uh, and remember, if you any remembering what Randy did last year, 26-year-old outfielder last year set postseason records with 10 home runs and 29 hits in 20 games during the 2020 postseason. Moving to the NBA. Some great news in the NBA this week. The Pistons have hired Ben Wallace to assist with basketball operations and player development for both the Detroit Pistons team and their G League team. He will be assisting the head coach and general manager in that capacity. Though, of course, the Pistons can hire Ben Wallace, but Philly still doesn't know that Allen Iverson exists. Ha-ha, bleach. It's, gar it's garbage. It's garbage. It's like, because they they just don't like they don't like the trailblazer that he is. Allen Iverson. Why? Well, why would they need Allen Iverson? Did he win any championships? I mean, Allen Iverson. If it wasn't for Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal, Allen Iverson would have won a title for the yeah. Philly. Almost doesn't count. I still think he has a place, at least in nope. on the team I'm as a, as an advisor. Nope. Why? Sure. Ben Wallace at least won a championship. Like the Knicks, the Knicks hired Allen Houston to be their assistant general manager. And that boy ain't well, the Knicks stay, no the Knicks stay, the Knicks stay nicking, okay? The Knicks <laughs> stay nicking. I still think I think AI would be a, a good I player. don't he has no sense of practice ethic. <laughs> well, speaking of practice, actually an awesome segue, mm -hmm. Queen, because speaking of practice. 
It was determined this week that Kyrie Irving can practice with the Nets at their facility in Brooklyn. And that is because New York City determined that the HSS Training Center, where Brooklyn uh, holds their practices, is not an indoor gym. They classified it as a private office building, meaning that Kyrie Irving does not have to be uh, fall under the vaccination protocol to, pra to practice in that space. But he is still not allowed to practice or be in the Barclays Center for home games. You know, you want to know what's funny? Um, and I don't want to put too much time on this, but the funny part is he can play when they play the Knicks. He can't. No, he can't. MSG is also considered he's not allowed an MSG either. Really? Yep. That's a new last week. mandate. No, he cannot play. In, he cannot play in Madison. No, this Street last Party. week, they, every team it was different. Every team, like it, like for Brooklyn, for New York, and for um, San Fran, the players of the home team couldn't play if they weren't vaccinated. Ah, uh, technically, he would be a visiting player. Would be a visiting player. I, I kind of find that funny because technically, it's still in the same city. Yeah, that'd be weird. That I thought that was just a city mandate, meaning like you have to be vaccinated no. and go to these. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, because like for example, Wiggins way player vaccinated Garden and play. Yeah, so if you had like Kyrie could play in Golden State, even though yeah. Golden State has uh, the mandate because he's a visiting player. Right. So the NBA kind of like loop around it. the bag with that. So that's a really real loophole. Going to the know. NFL very quickly, uh, my last couple of stories coming out of the NFL here. Russell Wilson, unfortunately, suffered an injury this past Thursday night as the Seahawks played the, uh, the Los Angeles Rams. And he'll be out four to eight weeks after rupturing a tendon in his middle finger. It will end his streak of 149 consecutive starts. Uh, and the Seahawks will now turn to everyone's favorite backup, Geno Smith, to be the starting quarterback. For the starter. For a oh, don't put that out there. He's not my favorite. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't put that out there. there. Don't, 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 don't forget your history. Don't we try to forget, forget it as much as possible. Don't do that. We're not going to do that uh, at all. Talk about, talk about some good news before we get into two final bad stories on the NFL's part here. Um, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan – needs 25 more completions, and he will become only the seventh player in NFL history with 5,000 completions. 25 more will make him the, only the seventh player in history with 5,000 completions and only one of five players to have ever done it with one team. If he does complete 25 more passes, which we assume he'll probably do in this next game, uh, he will join Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Brett Favre, and Ben Roethlisberger as the only players to do it with one team, and uh, Peyton Manning and Phillip Rivers, the other two who completed it with two teams. Um, Matt, just because I see you, and I'm going to say this real quick, just to let you know, the next active player, the next closest active player on the list is Aaron Rodgers, who still needs 635 more completions to reach 5,000. Garbage. That's a whole season, bro. I don't no, care. He still ain't shit to bet in the Super Bowl. I don't want to hear that. I don't care. You try to throw that if you want to. He ain't shit to bet in the Super Bowl. He's also a one of only 10 players to throw 350 touchdown passes. Matty um, Ice did. Matt Ice. Matty, I 
Matty Ice, Matty Ice should be better in, in the Super Bowl. It's not one hundred percent. He's gonna keep cursing, huh? Yeah, keep doing it. You, he's trying to take a shot at Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. I'm just saying, like we're not gonna do that. I mean, congratulations to him. And I'm not gonna fully give him the blame for the Falcons' droughts because there's so many of them. We just lose count of them. But I mean, it's cool. It's cute. It's not not gonna be worth anything. By the end of this season, they... now let's go to some bad news for the mm-hmm. NFL. Unfortunately, that was good news. And let's start. Yes, it is. Uh, uh, good news for Matt Ryan. He has something to celebrate. Uh, though he has to play for the Falcons this year, uh, and this year especially. The Falcons have to play with him. Um, seems like it, right? I'm sure y'all probably heard of this, uh, but something got unearthed a couple days ago. Uh, an email from ten years ago. The Wall Street Journal reported that uh, Las Vegas Raiders coach John Gruden uh, used a racist comment in referring to NFL Players Association Executive Director Demoris Smith in an email that he wrote 10 years ago. Uh, The email was sent to the president of the Washington football team in July 2011 uh, while the NFL and the players were in the midst of trying to resolve a lockout at that time. Gruden, who at that time was employed as the lead analyst for Monday Night Football for ESPN and was not coaching at the time, told ESPN he did not recall writing the email but apologized for the fallout. Uh, In the email, he said that Demoris Smith, quote, had lips the size of Michelin tires. What? So, I'm I'm sorry. You got to explain to me why is that necessarily... Because they always say that black people have big lips. That's why. And uh, John Gruden told ESPN that he he has routinely used the term rubber lips to refer to a guy I catch as a liar when they can't spit it out. (laughs) I'm ashamed I insulted Demora Smith. I never had a racial thought when I when I used the term rubber lips. I'm embarrassed by what's out there. I certainly never meant for it to sound bad. Uh, Come on. Can I give it? Can I? Can can we play? Like, could it be possible that he wasn't trying to be racist with this? I mean, it, it could be possible because, I mean, I've I've had jokes on, I had jokes on people and it wasn't racially, like thrown. It could be, it could be, it could be interpreted that way, but it's not. So I mean, could his intentions have been racist? We don't know. Is he apologizing for what he said? No, he's apologizing that it got caught. That's about it. And um, he has spoken with uh, Raiders owner Mark Davis, expects to speak with him again. He's not sure whether he would face any discipline from Davis or the NFL. The NFL did condone, uh, condemn the statement, I apologize, and said the league is looking into the matter with disciplinary, disciplinary action possible uh, for Gruden. And lastly, we come back to the East Coast and the Washington football team. Um, The Drug Enforcement Agency, the DEA, raided an office uh, for the Washington football team's trainer, Ryan Vermillion, uh, in part of an investigation into his distribution, illegal distribution of prescription drugs. Federal law states that a trainer uh, is not allowed to give out prescription drugs because they are not a physician or a nurse practitioner. Uh, The DEA... Uh, raided his office at the Washington facility and his home last week, uh, last week, and he has been placed on administrative leave by the organization 
as of this past Monday. Um, the NFLPA has issued a statement that has sent a formal request to the NFL for information regarding the substance of, of the investigation, calling it a health and safety issue. And Washington, couldn't believe this part, issued a statement saying that the investigation was, quote, not related to the team. So very interesting there. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Quick Hits for the week of October the 9th. Thank you, Pete, for the Quick Hits. Um, yeah, that was, that was very interesting. <laughs> quick Hits this week with all the, all the mess. But um, but can I really practice? Hey, that's whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but what was very interesting last week was our pick five, and um, I'm interested to, to see what thing. the rankings are. I know Matt was two, two and three, but let's see how it went now for everybody else. One, two, three, four, five. Pete, what was the scores of last week, and what are oh, the current rankings? So last week, uh, both uh, yourself, Dre, and Quinte went three and two with your picks. Uh, myself and Matt went two and three. Uh, that leaves the rankings with Tay to one in first place at twelve and eight with a one game lead over Dre. Dre in second place at eleven and nine. Uh, I am in third at five hundred ten and ten. And Matt at nine and eleven, so it's a it's a two game swing between first, uh, sorry, three game swing between first and and last place. Uh, all of us really separated by one game, spot to spot. I got a lot of excuses. <laughs> Listen, I, didn't, I didn't make any excuses. I picked no the Broncos and they crapped and they crapped the bed. They they you know I picked the Broncos. I switched my pick. Should have stood with the Ravens, but. I, I stood with my pick with the Broncos. I almost changed it on Sunday, but I said, nope, I'm sticking with it. Uh, the, a lot of us, you know, Dre Dre had the, the Seahawks uh, in that 49er Seahawks matchup, so he was the only one to get that win there. Uh, and then obviously that uh, Chargers and Raiders game uh, where both myself and Tay were the only people to pick the Chargers. And, uh, and you know, so that, that was the two big games there. And then obviously myself picking the Broncos uh, against the Ravens. Yikes. But this is a good week because this is the home week. The week that I said um, we would both have Giants and Jets games for, for this week. Um, the Jets and the Giants both both played amazing last week. So I, said, I wouldn't what? say I wouldn't go so far to say amazing. I mean yeah. Jets played amazing. They played better than I, I, I still wouldn't were. go so far to say amazing, but like you know, if Jets you compare it to how they've been playing. <laughs> if, really play, if you compare it to how they've been playing, yeah, you're right. How they've been playing for the past 30 years. The Jets, the <laughs> Jets showed go. a lot of the Jets showed a lot of promise last week. They showed the team they could have been. Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson showed some real good glimpses last week. But to be very honest with you, I wouldn't put that on the team. I mean, we won on a missed field goal in overtime that probably Pete. 90 95 of NFL kickers. Would have made. Don't um, kill the win, Pete. Don't so kill the win. We, we got to take them when we, when we can get them. Just well, just, well, will you take get them. one? Will you get one this week? Well, with the Jets versus the Falcons. That's not necessarily true because they both suck. Well, I'm asking you because that is the first game. Jets versus. I'm Falcons. going with the Jets. I'm going with the Jets. I'm going with the home team. Let's go. 
gangrene. We in here wearing lime green for the, for the cause. I'm also taking the Jets over the Falcons. Queen, see, keeping the same energy. Mm. What's the Falcons' record? One and three, same as the Jets, and they're playing in. Uh, I think they're playing in London. They gave London the worst game. Exactly. <laughs> Ever. London. Ever. Atlanta's the favorite by two and a half points. I'm taking the Falcons. Of course you are. I'll take the Falcons as well. So, um, with that being said, the two homers with the Jets, us two with the Falcons with the away team. Now, the next game, Giants versus Cowboys. Queen, you start this one off. Who you got? I'm going with the Giants. Okay. Better. I got to keep the same energy. You better. I will go with the Giants as well. Going with the Cowboys. I am taking the Cowboys. Let's go, Dak. Let's go, Dak. I am taking the Cowboys in this game. Uh, I believe – is this game in, in Dallas? It's in Dallas. It now. is in Dallas. Let's go, Dak. All right. Zeke going to run on them. Big Zeke, he heard everything that Tay was talking about. Zeke Dallas is the favorite them. by a touchdown, by the way. <laughs> I don't care. By a I touchdown? Don't, I, don't understand how the, I, don't, I don't understand how the over the over the over under is 52. Like I, I don't think this game even becomes that high scoring of an affair. Even if Dallas blows them out, I still don't think it goes over 52 points or close to 52 points. Well, the Giants are gonna play, they're gonna play like they're supposed to against the Cowboys. This is a rivalry kind of game, so. I don't expect nothing less. Like I don't see Dallas running away with this game, but I don't see I like like I said, I don't I'm not sleeping on the Giants in this game. I'm just gonna pick the Cowboys. Go Dak. Show them why you got that money. Go Dak. Okay, cool. <laughs> so the next game on the bracket is Browns versus Chargers. That's a tough game. I will start with you. That is a tough game. Uh, the, the Browns have been playing incredible. So have the Chargers. The Chargers just came off a huge win, uh, in my opinion, against the Raiders. I'm going to keep the same energy. I've been pushing the Justin Herbert train hard. I'm going to go with the Chargers in this game, though this is literally a toss-up game. Yeah, I'm going with the Chargers as well. Okay. Okay. Regina. Uh, Chargers are favored 54%, about 50, 55, 45 in this game. But it's, you know, it's it's really about offense versus defense here. I'm going with the Browns this week. I'm going with the Browns. No, I'm going with the Chargers. Sorry. Cool. Okay. So I will take the Browns. I think. I still think the Browns are a really good team. I think the Chargers are as well, but they still show me sometimes that they can't finish games. And like they, 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 they're real shaky at the end. I mean, the thing with the Browns, here's the thing with the Browns. I mean, the Chargers have had the better schedule and played better against that schedule. I mean, the Browns, their first game of the year was against Kansas City. They played real hard against KC, almost beat them, lost by only four points, 33-29. Uh, they allowed Houston to score 21 points, only beat and beat the Texas 31-21. Uh, 
Then they blew out Chicago 26 to 6, but then played down to Minnesota and only won 14 to 7. The Chargers have played the football team, Dallas, Kansas City, and the Raiders, um, and scored 20, 17, 20, uh, sorry, 30 and 28 points. So the Chargers have had much better competition and played better to it. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I still look back on how they finish games sometimes, and they, they kind of like they kind of scare me, especially that Chiefs game where I was like, "Uh, what are y'all doing?" <laughs> so let's see. Next game: Packers versus Bengals. You'd be surprised why I picked this game, thinking that the Bengals are the Bengals, but the Bengals are three and one. So are the Packers. So. I will start and I will pick the Packers this game. You know why? You know why? Matt, you already know where I'm going. You know how I'm coming. Don't even do that. You want my MVP? Don't do that. Got you. I'm going with Green Bay. Let's go. Okay. I'm going with the Packers. All right. Pete. Yeah, you see it too. Go ahead. <laughs> this is this is this is a tough game. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Burrow, stats to stats, Joe Burrow has outplayed Aaron Rodgers so far this year. Um, and I think the the Bengals have better weapons right now. Um, they're they're very similar in points per game, but the Bengals defense has allowed less than twenty points per game. Um, it, this this is going to be a very interesting game. The Bengals have played Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Minnesota. Packers have played Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Detroit, and New Orleans. Um, I'm going to take the Packers. Um, Begrudgingly, too. But but this is this is tough. This is a real tough game. Cincinnati has only allowed 75 points in their first four games of the year, uh, while the Packers have allowed 95. The Packers have actually been outscored. Um, They've scored 95 and allowed 100, while Cincinnati has scored 92 and allowed 75. Um, But three of those wins are against Chicago, Pittsburgh, and Jacksonville. I don't think Pittsburgh is that good this year. Um, The only real game that was tough for them was Minnesota. Um. I'm going to take the Packers. So, all for the Packers. Cool, cool. Final game, Bills, Chiefs. Tay, who you got? I think we'll have to come back to Tay. I think she's thinking. Yeah, I know I'm having technical difficulties. Like, why would y'all come to me first? Matt, who you got? This is a real tough game. All right. I'm picking the Bills, right? I'm going to pick the Bills. I looked at the game. I'm looking at how uh, Mahomes is playing. Of course, I don't want to say too much, and Mahomes come out and and throw up 50, but um, the Bills' defense is, is that. And um, 
Josh Allen is still uh, a MVP candidate at this moment in the season. So I'm going to go with the Bills. Pete. I'm taking Buffalo as well. They just put a 40 spot on Houston. I know it's Houston, but they just put a 40 spot on Houston. They put a 43 spot on Washington. They put a 35 spot on Miami. Their only loss was to Pittsburgh in the opening game of the season, which I think everybody was surprised with. Um, the Chiefs, the Chiefs have barely won every week. They put they they allowed Cleveland to score 29, Baltimore scored 36 on them. The Chargers scored 20, uh, scored 30 on them. And they allowed Philly, of all teams, Philly, sorry, Wilkins, but they allowed Philly to score 30 points on them. Uh, I'm taking the Bills because uh, I'm sorry. Mahomes, Mahomes can't – he's great, but he can't be the miracle worker every game. Matt. And that Bills defense is only allowed eleven points a game the oh, whole season. Matt, your mic is muted. I don't know. I don't know why it is. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta go with Buffalo. Um, too many lapses with Kansas City this season, and it's not the same Chiefs team that we're used to. Yeah, like equally, they 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 can rack up the numbers on their scoreboard and and they can score a high, but they also allow a lot of they allow a lot of teams to stay in games. Philly being one. So, I mean, like. They needed five touchdowns for Philly, bro. Yeah. Like, they beat Philly 42 to 30. So, I mean, luckily for them, Philly's not as good as, you know, they're not as good as Buffalo. Buffalo is really, really good. So, yeah, I'm going with Buffalo. Queen, who you got? I got who, the Bills or the Chiefs? Yeah. yeah. Who y'all got? We all got the bills. We all picked the bills. I'm gonna pick the bills too. I don't know. I ain't. Uh, that's not the one. I'm a. That's not the hill I'm gonna die on, bro. <laughs> Either you all get it or we all don't. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So as it stands, for Jets and Falcons, uh, Peter Matt take the Jets. Me and Tay take the Falcons. For the Giants, Cowboys. Me and Tay take the Giants. Matt and Pete take the Cowboys. For the Browns, Charters. I take the Browns. Um, Tay, Matt, and Pete take the Chargers. Um, for the Packers, everybody pick Green Bay and Buffalo. Everybody pick Green Bay and Buffalo. Cool, cool, cool. So, staying up. Uh, let's see how this week cur- turns out. Uh, this is a lot of week. Yeah, this is a wild. This one's another wild week. Last week, I'm like, oh, somebody's gonna get four and one, and then um, one of these teams was supposed to win. They did. I don't remember which one, but I think that was. um, I'll tell you right now. um, The Rams. Yeah, the Rams supposed to win, and they did. And that kind of just messed up the whole (laughs) whole thing for for everybody. So let's get into today's topics because we got a few doozies of topics today. So let's start off with the big fight um, this this week. Actually, um, today as we recording later on after the show, the fight will happen. Wilder Fury three. This was supposed to take place during the summer. It didn't due to uh, um, COVID protocol. So now that both fighters have had more time to train and more time to get in shape, Matt, 
what do you expect from the fight? And um, who do you think will come out on top? Matt, you might. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah, my bad. What I expect is a very. I feel like it's going to go differently than it did the second fight. The second fight was overwhelmingly Tyson Fury, whereas the first fight was it was like a draw, which I felt it shouldn't have been. But that's neither here nor there. But I feel like Deontay Wilder was humbled with that with that second fight. So I, I fully expect him to come in swinging a lot harder, a lot more logical. And I, I don't I don't think he's coming in with the mindset of he's the best in the world. I think he's coming in with the mindset that he has something to prove because he got a lot of he got a lot of flack for that last fight. He looked real lackluster. He looked tired. He blames it on his on, on the outfit that he wore, the crown and all that extra stuff that he was wearing. But he he got in he got into that fight and looked like he didn't know what he was doing. So I expect him to come in hungrier looking for something to prove and i'm going with wilder for the win pete uh i'm taking i'm taking tyson fury uh, i hate to say it but a, a lot of the reason why you know wilder has lost 19 of the rounds that they've boxed him. you know they there's the first round the first fight went to a 12 round draw which was very controversial to say the least uh, even though Wilder did score two knockdowns in that fight. And then the second fight ended in a seventh-round TKO uh, when one of Wilder's trainers threw in the towel. So, But of the 19 rounds that they fought, he has been on the losing end of all 19 rounds. Or he has, sorry, he has lost the majority of the 19 rounds between the two in this series. Um, my bigger issue with Wilder is his mindset as to why he lost that fight. You know, Matt says that he was humbled, but he still stands by the only reason why he lost that second fight. And this is a direct quote from Deontay Wilder. He said, quote, I, it's definitely going to be a war, but I don't think Fury's going to be able to stand toe-to-toe with me. Even on my worst day in the condition that I was in, he couldn't get me out there, out of there. I finished the fight on my feet. Only reason why I lost, I had a disloyal trainer throwing the towel when I had told him for many years before to never throw a towel in. You don't throw a towel in on a warrior, a king like myself. You let him fight to the end because I do have an equalizer. I'm sorry. To sit there and say that you didn't get beat, you it wasn't a one-sided beatdown. To not admit the fact that you, you you did not have your best stuff in that fight, to me, is a problem. You know, And the fact that he still stands by the fact that the only reason why he lost that fight is because someone threw in a towel – um, to me, shows that his mindset is ha, has not really changed at all. While he's changed his team around him, and so has Fury. Fury has, you know, committed himself to more offensive boxing, more fast, furious boxing, which is going to be a question of like, will the change in his style affect him in this fight? But Wilder cannot fight on his feet. He cannot fight moving back. So when he's getting attacked, and if Fury's coming at him. Wilder showed a deficiency in being able to fight going backwards. Um, and if that deficiency is still there, it's not going to change anything. I got I got Fury, but I would not be surprised if this goes uh, maybe the full 12. Queen? She's still dealing with the, the things around her. Jay, you want to go. Yeah. So here are my thoughts. 
Tyson Fury is a boxer. Deontay Wilder is a puncher. Uh, not saying that, you know, in, you know, by title, yes, <laughs> Wilder is a boxer. But when you look at the styles, Deontay Wilder, like he just said, he has an equalizer, and that's that's his haymaker. But if he can't get that haymaker off, we've seen it the past couple fights. If he can't get that that final hit off, like what happens? What happens if he can't get that hit off? So um, I think the match is going to go to twelve rounds. Um, and that's you know only if. Wilder doesn't, you know, swing that hammer at him. Other than that, um, I think Fury will take it in 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 by by the judges. Queen, you there? Tay. Tay? Yeah, she's, 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 she's I was backstage. No, no. We were saying are you ready to so we're talking about uh, Wilder and Fury, right? Yeah. I mean, I've been up in the air about this going back and forth for the past couple of days as to who I think is going to have the edge. I do think it's going to be a close contest either way. Um, I agree with you, Pete, that I didn't like Wilder's explanation as to why he lost the last fight. Um, and I also, with, with Fury, my only problem with Fury is that I feel like sometimes like he plays the long game and then lucks up with a, a, a lucky punch here and there. I feel like Wilder is a little is gonna be come out a, a little bit stronger than that. But if I had to go with who I think is gonna win tonight, I'm going with Wilder. Do you think Wild Wilder is gonna be able to touch Fury? Who's the question directed to? That's the tag. Yeah, I think Wilder I think Wilder got it tonight. Hmm. Like I said, he has the most. He has the most to prove. He gets dominated in his match, like Pete is. Like Pete is very well said, because Wilder is. He he's he's a heavy hitter, so that's his go-to. Um, I'm not necessarily sure what the trainers are. This new team that he has around him is is coaching him on as far as preparing him for this fight. But Tyson Fury is the long game player. That's he he plays chess. As far as his hits, he's very selective with his hits. He's very calculated with his hits. Mostly his body shot ratio. That's what he goes for the most. So with that being said, if Wilder gets hit in the mid, if he gets hit in the body and he's not able to throw that 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 one that one punch that he goes to, he's gonna be in trouble. And that's pretty much what Tyson Fury has been leaning on for the last two fights. So Again, it goes into the it goes into the ratio of Deontay Wilder has everything to lose with this fight, but he also everything in the game and, and everything in the game. Mm-hmm. Whereas Tyson Fury, he already got a W in in in, in this trilogy. He has a W already. So mm-hmm. technically, if Fury wins this fight tonight, there's no more Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury, because then he has the two he had. He has the nutshell. He has the two victories. The first one was a draw, so it really doesn't. And the first one is argued. It, it, it can be debatable because Wilder did knock Fury down two times, so it could yeah. it it, it could have went either way. 
You know, and again, and, and Wilder gave every excuse. Wilder said that Fury cheated. He said the referee cheated. He said that the, the commission the, the commission cheated him. He said that he blamed it on members of his own team. Then he said that all oh, the 40-pound the costume that I wore coming out to the ring that night made me weak during the fight. But I agree, yet, but, but yet when he it comes to these fighters, do we really go by fight. what they say? Do we really go by their reason for losing? No, I'm just, I'm just they're saying. Not, they're, nobody, that's pride. Nobody's really going to say Nah, he knocked me out. I can't. I can't. Nah, you, you got to have a reason to justify and get ahead and and to run back as far as inspiration to come back and even fight again. Oh, I'm sorry, that, this is me, the- getting knocked out is inspiration enough to get back in that gym and work. But he didn't get knocked out. He he didn't get knocked out. That's the, the thing. That, that, and the second fight, he didn't get knocked out. He got knocked down twice, right? Beat, was a, that was, was a one sided seven round beatdown. It was a one-sided fight. It was, but like I said, in in the in, in the first fight, there was some rounds Wilder had to got the best of Fury, and he got Absolutely. two. So when, he, so when he says like he threw the towel in and I want to die on my sword, meaning he probably could have got gotten out of the hole and he possibly could have got a knockout. It is possible. So you can't you he can he can lead, he can rest on that morals. I'm not. I'm not sitting there saying like I agree with him because I saw the fight. It wasn't looking like yourself. You look real, real tired. You look like you just prepared for the entrance, and that was it. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what it looked like. So I, I'm not gonna sit there and say that Fury didn't win that fight. Fury mm-hmm. won that fight. I don't care what nobody say. Wilder can say whatever he want to say, but if that's what you're saying. You better come out swinging in this third fight. So, um, just before we move on, Matt will be doing the after the year with uh, with his boy Jeff. So um, that will be dropping Tuesday um, with the results of the fight. So uh, stay tuned for that. So uh, as we get the queen back in here, let's go to our next topic and uh, everybody's favorite coach in Florida, Urban Meyer. So. For the streets, uh, boy. <laughs> for the streets. Urban Meyer. Um, there's a video that just that just surfaced where um, basically there's a woman dancing on him in a bar. Um, it's two videos, and the, the second video is him basically touching her butt. Now, uh, Shad Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguar, says uh, it's going to be a while f- for for them to be able to trust him again. Um, his wife has been pretty much up in the air about it. She, she hasn't really said much, but with that being said, is the media because it's Urban Meyer, and Urban Meyer does have a history of just being in the media for no reason. Uh, should his job be on the line, or is this just is this just like all right, you know better? Let, let's move move about our business, Pete. I'm going to start with you. Yeah, I mean, listen. You you're a grown you a grown man who's married. You should know better. Um, you know whatever he does in his private life is his private life. It's not like he's doing things that affect the team. Um, I'm you know he's not doing things on team property. He's not doing things that are you know affecting his abilities to coach the team. You know and 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 let's just be honest. Anyone who's followed Urban Meyer's career know Urban Meyer is going to be Urban Meyerin. You know that's what he does. Um, you know, this is not the first time that this has happened to Urban Meyer. It definitely will not be the last time it'll happen to Urban Meyer. 
but I do not think his job will be on, should be on the line because he did not do anything to affect the Jaguars. He did not do anything that would affect his coaching responsibilities, um, things like that. Now, if you want to fire him for saying, okay, you know, he created a perception that we don't want of our coaches, you're going to have to fire a lot of coaches around the league for what they do in their private time. Okay. Um, listen, was it wrong? Sure. I don't know what the man, you know, how his, how he lives his life, how he's doing what he's doing, you know, how, how he deals with his marriage and his fidelity and all that. And, you know, I can judge the man privately for what I agree with and don't agree with, but the way the man lives his life is the way the man lives his life. Uh, I do not think he should be fired or his job should be on the line for that. Now, the way the Jacksonville Jaguars have been playing and the way that team looks, then you could say Urban Meyer's job should be on the line. But then again, we also have to understand they are the worst they're team rebuilding. in football and, and it's rebuilding. not all his fault. They're rebuilding. Right. Matt, your thoughts? Man, look, he had one too many drinks. It happens. I'm not saying it happens no, to me. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the problem more like, less lies, yeah, it's this facade. Well, I don't know if it's really a facade. I don't know. I don't know the man's life his lifestyle choices, but I but I know he's like a great friend with Tim Tebow. So I'm guessing there's something to do with religion and they're real holy and sanctified on that side. So that could possibly be the big uproar about it, that and maybe the COVID protocols for the NFL, that could possibly be what the, what the biggest issue is. I don't know why they say like the team is having trouble trusting him. I'm trying to understand where that came from. I like that. Maybe y'all would like to explain that to me because I'm trying. I'm really trying. What what he do when we lose ain't got to do with me trusting him as far as how he gets steam off. I mean, make it make sense, Pete. Because I'm trying. I'm trying. Like I can't. I don't get it. Where have? Oh, I'm part of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm the receiver. I can't catch a cold. To, to, to help my team win, but I'm I, I'm having real bad trust issues because my coach. It's the coach. It's the coach's fault. I got butterfingers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm, I'm having Damn, I'm having trouble <laughs> trusting my coach because I'm seeing videos of him gutsy whining in these streets. No, I'm not doing it. That's I'm, that's stupid. No. I, I'm, I'm I'm trying to understand the big issue here that this is a topic. I feel bad for his wife because this is in it's in these streets. It's everybody seeing it now. He done got put on a TikTok. It's, it's that bad. Nobody yeah. should see how much Urban Meyer ain't got no rhythm. It's, it, that should not be any of our business. I'm sorry. It, it's stupid enough that this team is saying I'm having trust issues, but they can't. I think, catch I think a lot of it is. First of all, I think a lot of it is. You know, we're, we're talking about. You know. We're talking about a coach whose entire career has been in college. Um, who a lot of people do not think he's NFL caliber in the sense of being able to control adults. And I think Urban Meyer, as you stated earlier, especially with his connection with Tebow and all of that, he espouses a certain persona and a certain way of things. And, and I, think, I, I think there's just a lot of grown men in, in an NFL locker room who's just like, bro, you a fraud. You a fraud, and you want to sit here 
You want to sit here and you want to tell me what to do and tell me this. And 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 this is one of the biggest problems when you when you got to remember when you're going from NCAA where these players are beholden to you, they will they will follow you lock and step because their scholarships, their lives, and their livelihoods are in your hands. You essentially control them. You create this little mini cult from your team with the coach. But when you go to the NFL, it's a completely different ball game. It's not like that at all. And um, it, it's far from that because everybody it, it's going from any lower level, level sport to professional. You're dealing with adults now. You're not at, you're not holding anybody's hand. Now everybody's an adult. And if an adult is looking at you as a leader and you're not showing signs of being a leader, then. And I also would like to know what he said in that locker room, because apparently a lot of the stories I read when he went to the locker room and apologized and explained to the locker room, when he left, they, all, they all burst out. <laughs> but Yo, all, 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 they must've been playing Drake through that whole camp. They just blasted trust, just trust issues. Oh, whoa. trust issues. That's all this is about. That's the name I, of this episode, Trust Issues. This is ridiculous. I'm bad this but, is even a topic. Urban Myers is out here thought bopping. It's, and it's a problem. Come on, man. That, this whole thing was not even that serious. I feel yeah. like even... Yeah. I, I don't even think that what the video showed was egregious enough to, to say the strong language that came from the team. In reference to this, I feel as if this is just... I feel like it could be a few frustrations with the team that led to that type of rebuke, but it cannot be just based off of what we saw on the video unless there was an uncut version that got a little bit more mixy. And at that time, you know, I agree with what Pete's saying and what Matt's saying. Like, this is, it's like embarrassing, but it's like frat boy embarrassing. It's not like, oh my goodness, it's not Marv Albert embarrassing. Woo! Mm. Uh, <laughs> in the past two weeks, they've just been here with some fire and make people come off the camera. <laughs> Marv Albert. But, but Tay, as so with you gotta leave that you gotta leave that you gotta leave that you gotta relax. That no, is just no, she's right. Wow. That's the funny she's, part. Right, she's right, right. She's right. Jeez. But Tay, with him being a leader of a national football team, we all like a little. We all all like a little. No, we all like a little dub from time to time. I mean, I mean, if if we're gonna, if we're gonna, um, I guess they didn't want to go to any basement parties in the nineties. I mean, well, they're Jacksonville, and these players have done worse. Exactly. I mean, the thing is, they've done a lot worse. I mean, let me tell you something. Nothing that I saw in that video is any worse than how they play every Sunday. Exactly. I think that was the most. I think that was the the, the best. And sunshine, a- sunshine over here in, in, in Jacksonville ain't playing like a number one overall pick. I knew you said something. I'm like, that's Trevor Lawrence. I gotta be something. Yeah, this that is him. Boy, boy need a hair commercial, yo. Not, not it is, yo. If they start coming out doing some. <laughs> Some left side, strong side. We gonna be upset right now. Oh man, I'm just trusting. I just, you. I just, I don't know. Like, <laughs> and then the person who put out, 
and, 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 and on team? Do they got red part of the details that I probably I think I left out is the person who put out the video is somebody who put something out on Urban Myers before. <laughs> so no, I you want to hear the funniest part of this whole thing. Was hearing Tim Tebow talking about it? My man sound like he was about to break down and cry off or on air. It was the funniest thing ever. Yeah, coach. Um, like you hear the disappointment in his voice. I'm like, yo, what is going on in Jacksonville? Like, it must not be like, anything like it, it, for people down there who really like Tim Tebow. Must be like when the father is really disappointed in you. So and Tim Tebow no. way younger than Urban Myers. So like if Tim Tebow's like, damn, I'm just you know them prayer circles were real. My man yeah, said the he had a full conversation. Real. He said he had a full conversation. He said, um, coach, you gotta you gotta apologize, you gotta do this. I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, who's the adult here? Like, he's your daddy. What are you what are you what are you doing? What are, right. what are we doing here? My man is literally giving a whole sermon on first take about how bad Urban Myers looked. He don't. I don't feel like he looked bad. Jacksonville. He looked bad, he looked bad dancing. Yeah, it was really bad dancing. I'm sorry. It was horrible. Like did we I just, I just feel like a B. Nah. Go ahead, I feel Jay. like they're 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 just trying to create excuses and trying to blame their woes on this thing. They're like magnifying it to the tenth degree, and it's like unnecessary. Hmm. It's like they're deviating the fact that they suck. So the biggest story out of Jacksonville is is freaking Urban Myers getting his groove on. Like that makes no sense. Since his wife is not even on social media acting a fool, but I, we don't know what's going on in the house. But I like you just said, Tay. Um, I think they're blowing it out of proportion because the team sucks. So they're trying to look at any reason why the team sucks. Of course, you're going to point at Urban Meyer wanting to get dubs in the club. But if the controversies he had before this didn't make him unqualified for this role, then I don't know what to tell you. I mean, this isn't this ain't it. Talking about Tebow. Everything. No, the whole um, hiring the guy with the races and all the all this other stuff. Like, but now nah, we gonna he knew the guy was racist too, and he hired him anyway. But now nah, we're gonna focus on my man doing the tootsie slide and, and the bad man forward yeah, by my man doing the tootsie roll and, and like come on bro. bar. But that's that's yeah. worse God, than racism. Look. That's worse than racism. Cool. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, but some people like, on these streets crying. What's wrong with that man? I don't know. So what he cheated on him? Probably. You know what? For the next topic. <laughs> um, the next topic, which is um, it's a pretty serious issue because this is the second professional sport that it has happened to. Um, 18 ex-NBA players, that includes Sebastian Telfair, Glenn Big Baby Davis, Darius Miles, Shannon Brown, um, what is his name? Tony uh, Tony Allen and a couple more people. Yeah. Um, they're being charged with defrauding the NBA's health and welfare benefit plan out of almost $4 million. Right? This is the second time, as I just said, we have heard former players defrauding the health plan with the NFL being the other league with the issue. Um, and it's funny. It's 18 people. Um, and about four million dollars. So it's about a 
between 50 and a couple hundred dollars per per person in in each individual case there was one case where somebody was playing in shanghai and or taiwan and they were supposed to be at a, at a Beverly Hills doctor getting 40, $48,000, $49,000 of work done at the dentist. So how well, does this make – well, what are your thoughts on the topic, Matt? Like, how I'm do you, still how trying do you to understand it. Like, how do you do that? Like, I, I didn't read the details of this. So of, basically of this what they do, um, they're paying off doctors to write them bills for services that are – not actually being done and then the league sends them the money for the bill and they use the money just for for stuff not medical related sound like some sebastian telfair joke not gonna lie to you sorry they're they're basically rigging the system and making it a lot harder for players who actually will need it down the line so what are your thoughts on it matt i think that a lot of these athletes that that we just that you name are mm-hmm. athletes that weren't that made bad decisions during their time in the league didn't do good with their money so they tried to find ways to earn more money that they didn't that they necessarily didn't earn because they knew that their time in the league was coming to a close which is neither here nor there but again they got to pay for what they did it just it just is what it is it's a bunch of lower level players um a lot of all defensive team players, and I'm not really sure if Shannon Brown was a six man. Was he a six man? I'm not. I don't he remember. Was. He was, but yeah, but you got you got players that really weren't on teams for a long period of time after probably like four or five or six years. Like when Big Baby Davis being another one, like he he did a good couple years in Boston, then went to the Clippers, and then I think he was doing big three after that. Like it, he wasn't really doing anything. So, I mean, it's just a matter of players trying to get money because they made really, really bad decisions with their, with their individual contracts before their star dimmed. It's, it's just it's stupid. It really is stupid and unfortunate. It, it, it's, it's sad. You know, you have, um, you know, the biggest the biggest name on here. Um, besides, obviously, like Darius Miles and stuff like that, is Tony Allen, who, by the way, his wife was also indicted in this case as well. Um, I guess the Memphis Grizzlies are going to walk back retiring his number this year because they had planned to retire Tony Allen's number. Um, But it's, you know, this whole thing was apparently led by Terrence Williams, um, you know, who was a first-round pick in 2009. it's just sad, man. It's it's sad that, you know, they feel like they have to do this. You know, these players who were indicted combined to make $343 million in earnings just in the NBA. That's just salary earnings. That's not counting endorsements, outside deals, or money they made playing overseas and things like that. What I think this brings to mind, though, and what this brings to the forefront is – the necessity for NBA teams and and mostly individuals, because this is an individual problem, but NBA teams to really start working on um, and offering financial services and financial planning um, for, you know, uh, uh, 
um, opportunities for players to learn about this. I'm not saying that every player is going to take advantage of it, and a lot of players do it on their own, and they're smart enough to do it on their own. But unfortunately, you have a lot of players, you know, who just don't have that mindset and then leave the NBA, and they just like, I know Tay about to rip me apart for some. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, a lot of these players, they for the streets. They for the streets, they from the streets, and they don't ever leave that mindset. They don't just even say Sebastian Then it's on them. Just say Sebastian Telfair. It's right. not on the NBA. It's not. It's not on nobody. It's on them. At the end of the day, you you make all this money, and there are people who are struggling to make ends meet every day. And you are not those people. And if you are in that category of people, it's because it is on you. Not because of society, not because of the NBA, it's on you. At the end of the day, all right, financial planning, all that stuff. But there's no excuse for you playing overseas in China and you're supposed to be, you know, having some procedures done in California. And Beverly Hills. $48,000 for root canals. You know, this, this is a concern. I never had to purpose. pay that much. This is a purpose. This this was done on purpose. And you have to accept the consequences that comes with your actions. At the end of the day, they know better. This is not the 80s. You know what I'm saying? This is not the early 90s when you have people who really don't understand what it's like to, you know, those. I feel bad for those athletes in the 70s and 80s and 90s. The, all the resources that they need to have some type of financial security is within their fingertips, and they chose to abuse it. Yo, Shannon Brown was on this list. Yeah. Yeah, and Big Baby. I hated him when he played, too. My, my biggest surprise was Tony Allen. He's been in the league for 14 years. Like, <laughs> why do you need to do this? I'm not, <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm not surprised that I'm not surprised that it's done. I'm more upset because as I stated at the beginning, there are going to be people and there are probably currently people now who are applying for help who are former NBA players whose process is going to now take a little bit longer who actually need to help because these players did not know how to handle their money. Like, you know what's sad? Telfair, Sebastian Telfair's finances mm-hmm. qualified him for a court-appointed attorney when he went to court uh, this past week. Like, he, he doesn't even have enough money to hire his own lawyer. I believe that. I don't believe that. No, I, I, I believe it because it, it it goes back to the to the, the AI stuff, the Antoine Walker stuff. We we talked about, um, like, talk, we talked about once upon a time towards the beginning of the show to where people don't know how to handle their finances. And, yes – they could have better people around them. But what happens when they have these better people around them and then they don't use them? Yeah. What happens? Like, this just happened in the NFL. In the NFL, these the NFL is, is an extremely violent sport. So there are going to be people who need these medical resources that this health plan gives to them that are not going to get it anytime soon due to players defrauding the program. And I hate to say this because all of the charges, all of them were charged with conspiracy to commit healthcare fraud and wire fraud, which carries the potential penalty of up to 20 years in prison. And Terrence Williams was also charged with aggravated identity theft, 
which carries a potential penalty of up to two years in prison. I'm not saying throw the. I'm not saying that all of these men and and people that were caught up in this need to do 20 years in jail. I'm not saying that, but I'm gonna tell you right now, ain't nothing gonna be learned from this if none of these people serve jail time. Because at the end of the day, the only way there's going to be real consequences on is if people realize, oh, crap, there are real consequences. I'm going to go to jail. There is real jail time attached to this. And I really hope that somebody catches some consequence for this. Because if these if these men and women who are involved in this end up getting slaps on the wrist because they former NBA players and this and this and this, and all of a sudden they got the money to pay it back, yo, we got a problem. Mario Ramon was on this too. <laughs> yo, this is crazy. <laughs> hey, cop. Yo, Melvin Eli was on it. You know, Melvin Eli was on it. Uh, Tony Roten was on it. Ruben Tony Roten Rattis. just played last year. Tony Roten was just on the team last year. <laughs> Tony Roten, Tony Roten, Ruben Patterson, Darius Miles, Telfair, uh, Tony Allen and his wife. Um, Big Baby Davis, uh, obviously Terrence Williams. Uh, there was another somebody that's a, a I think a, a assistant coach, I think for Portland the that had to, that had to lose his job as well. The craziest part about Big Mil Palacio. Yes, the craziest part about Big Baby Big Baby was just playing in um in Big, Big, Three. Big Three last season and Ice Cube. Gives them almost, I don't know, almost ten grand a game, or something like that. Uh, some crazy number that these players, these former players, are getting a game. But you know what? It also goes to say, Yo, Drado, mm -hmm. these players don't realize that when you, the life is over, the life is over. Like you ain't making four, five, six, seven, eight million dollars a game a, a, a year no more, living that high life. You know, going out doing this, doing that, you know, like, oh, I'm used to this. I'm used to that. Boy, you better stop getting used to all of that because that's what used to be. And so when you're making $10,000 a game, but now you're only making two hundred grand a year instead of making $100 million, you know, you got to learn how to live on two hundred grand a year and not try to live a $100 million life when you won't got $100 million. CJ Watson. CJ, CJ Watson is not too far removed, a couple years removed from the league, too, and another big three player. So, again, now this goes back to these players who are actually currently playing in, in other forms of basketball, like, like overseas, like the big three. You're still getting money. So what were you doing with your money? Like, it's unbelievable that you're about to make somebody else's life bad because of your own bad financial decisions. I, I don't I don't get it. Um, Tay, do you have any more final words on this topic? Nope. Don't drop the soap. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even rebut that. It's just stupid. <laughs> and Sebastian Telfair should know better. I mean, how much trouble can you get into in your career? It's like, I, I don't get it. Boy's been written with, with like, like criminal charges since what? Like, one charge at one point. Yes. Yeah. And a robbery charge. Like you, you just. I look. 
not you making it to the NBA and want to go. Tony Allen something. has to. I, mean, I know there was like a fight that got into like a shootout in Chicago some time ago. I remember that. But I'm Tony, just like Tony Allen hang out on the corners in Memphis. I, I know this. Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas turned his life around. He got a podcast now. Gilbert yeah. Arenas shouldn't even got in trouble for for what he got in trouble for. So yeah, he really yes, he should have. I don't, uh, I don't know. That that's I don't know, man. Yes, he should have. That should I, be an after the year investigative report. Gilbert Arenas, guilty or not? No chill, Gil. <laughs> Think of my nerves. You don't like no chill, Gil? No. <laughs> I don't. More than, more than Paul Pierce. I I dislike no one more than Paul Pierce. I'm sorry. You got to announce him He's right. Hall of Fame Paul. That's what you got to call him. Hall of yeah, Fame Paul. It. Yeah, no. I would never. <laughs> he didn't say that in the speech. I listened to the speech to make sure he didn't say that. I call well, him Hall of Fame Paul. The truth. He didn't have he didn't have too much hateration in, in his voice. You know why, voice. right? You know why? Because he knew he had no place in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so he had to come on the humble. Wow, Jay, really? He had no place to be in the Hall of Fame? Are you serious right now? He had a place. Thank you. But not not in, like, Chris Bosch's class. No. Like, no. <laughs> that was tell it, Chris Bosch is a bum. Mm. Chris Bosch got two, got two rings compared to Paul Bridges' one. Nah, but let people tell it. They'll say Chris Bosch, was, that, that Miami wasn't a big three because Chris Bosch wasn't big enough to be a part of the big three. And those people should be drug tested. Exactly. <laughs> drug tested immediately. Wow, that's that. That means a lot. That that's a that's a lot of dislike. <laughs> a lot. I'm starting to think Paul Pierce did something to Tavia or something. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it got something. Got to be. It, it, Y'all know what it was. Y'all know what it was. <laughs> Y'all know exactly what it was. No, exactly the moment I Can you refresh our memory? When he was sitting in that wheelchair like that, looking like he about to go into labor? Like he never experienced pain like that? Imagine. All that just to go use the bathroom. You know, yeah. You know that. I couldn't sleep. Yo, I couldn't sleep that night. I was so angry. And I was like, you know what? I'm not watching the NBA for a good while. I didn't know that that I didn't know that that was the reason up until like probably like a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, because he finally told everybody. He finally everybody. told everybody. I'm like, nah, bro. There was nothing we, wrong with you. you. Just had to use the bathroom. You said, nah, nah, nah. nah he got in cold sweats <laughs> because he had to go to the bathroom, bro. Like, what? Boy, legendary. Oh. And he legendary. calls it legendary. I cannot <laughs> deal. <laughs> that is a legendary story. You can go. That is something that you're going to go around the camp. Yeah, I remember Paul Pitt. Yeah, the man that. that that's that the year he won the title, too, right? Yeah. Got yeah, that's, gar- that's garbage. No, that's garbage. Got took the wheelchair, <laughs> came back, and went ham. Dropped like 20 on Kobe Bryant. Well, not really on Kobe Bryant. It was really on Ron Artest. It was on Ron Artest, but since y'all brought that, brought that up, I'm gonna say, say this as a quick aside. Dre, Dre, Tay, and, and Matt, I want y'all to watch. There was a rant. There, well, Stephen A. When he went off on what he said about, you know, Alan, you know, Tay, and I can watch. No, no, <laughs> well, no, no. <laughs> uh, he went off. He went off on the Sixes. The Sixes uh, treatment 
of AI recently, but in that rant, he says something about Kobe versus AI and their box office status. And I would love for y'all to, uh, in our private chat after the show, to let me know what y'all thought about what why don't he you said. Give us a, why don't you give us a synopsis? Basically, he said that uh, before Kobe was box office, AI was box office. And, and Kobe didn't become box office till much later in his career. I agree with that. There were see, I'm, I'm gonna say something that people are probably not gonna like, but there were better, there were better wing players in the league at Kobe's time than Kobe. And I'm not even talking about LeBron. I'm sorry. There were better wing players than Kobe Bryant at the time of Kobe Bryant being in the league. What than, time are we talking about? You talking about '96? You talking about 2003? You gonna say Jordan. AI probably wasn't a better wing player than Kobe Bryant in 2001? I'm not saying I'm not saying that he was. But I'm I'm not I'm I agree with Stephen A. Smith. Um Kobe's coming out party was more or less oh oh two oh three. That was I would coming say out oh, party. Yeah, about oh one oh two oh two oh yeah, about from two thousand and one to two thousand and three. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, like the fact that the Lakers cheated that year and you know got away with it with the referees. You know, that had a lot to do with it. I, I mean, I will never forget how dirty that the Kings were done that year. I'll Sacramento never forget that. Sacramento deserves, the title Sacramento deserves to be in, in the finals that year. Mm-hmm. Bibby, yo, that whole team, Bibby, Christy, all of them, they deserve a posthumous title. Like, yo, they yeah, do, they do. The, the, they, they, the posthumous Western Conference Championship. But I will say this. Stephen A and I don't really agree on a lot. But when it comes to AI and, and Kobe, um, AI definitely was more culture shifting when it comes to the NBA. And I feel like that kind of overshadows the fact that his career didn't really produce much. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's a cultural, he's a cult, NBA cultural icon. You got little white boys in Philly. That away from like Boy, if you don't let me finish my point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he changed it. He changed the game forever. You get what I'm saying? As far as the superstardom, the hip hop crossover into the NBA. But like, if you really want to be technical, you know what? What does the Philadelphia 76ers really owe Allen Iverson? What did he bring to that team? Did he bring a championship there? He brought him to the did he bring a championship to the Nuggets? I hope I bring a championship. Oh, no, he, he don't owe the Nuggets. No, I'm just nuggets asking. Have. I'm just asking. This is a legit question. I mean, I granted, mm-hmm. granted, I mean, the Knicks always find a way for their role players. There's certain leagues and teams that find ways for their, their most prominent role players to, to still have a place within their corporate offices. And I do think that they could have found a route for Iverson. But like, why? You know who should have found the route for Iverson? Adidas. Rock. Sean John. I don't know. What, I don't I don't He should be working at the corporate offices of complex. Nah, I don't and think he's doing none of that. <laughs> do we really do we really think Alan Iverson should be in the front office making decisions? I, I, don't, no. I don't personally think that. No, no. So yeah, I I, I as far as what he's saying about the Kobe and Allen Iverson distinction, he's 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 spot on. I don't think 
any anybody in the NBA or David Stern included, I don't think anybody really appreciated Kobe until like possibly 08, 07, where where Allen Iverson was the guy from like 90, 98, 99 going into 2000. In 2001, but he so, wasn't I mean, considered. But he wasn't considered the guy in the league. He was considered the guy in the culture. That's yeah. a big difference. You get what I'm saying. And even Kobe yeah. wasn't considered the guy until um, Shaq left the team. And yeah. then even with that, I mean, what redeemed Kobe as far as having that that main superstar title with him was those two rings after Shaq left, and he took him in the the Brady Bunch to the finals twice. I don't even remember half the people on that team that weren't I Derek do. Fisher. Paul Gasol, Trevor Reza, Shannon Don't Brown, know him. Bush, don't know him. Don't know him. I know don't every know last him. one of them. Oh, so, so we're going to forget. We're going to forget Lamar Odom. Oh, all right. Cool. I, I was getting there. Lamar Odom. <laughs> Lamar was the right mambo on that team. Lamar should huh? be mentioned first. Was the right mambo on that team? Yo, it was a little after It was a little after that. Okay. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Allen Al, Iverson did more for it brought a, an affinity for young black men and women to the game that was gone after Jordan. So he kind of carried that torch that people wanted Kobe to carry, but you know those allegations that that kind of struck him in that '03 season, and then having that abysmal, you know, team with uh, what's his face, Karl Malone and Gary Payton. That got embarrassed by the, the the Detroit Pistons. I mean, that kind of did it. But um, Allen Iverson was never a mainstream superstar. He was for the streets. <laughs> he was for the hood. <laughs> and Kobe wasn't the best two guard or wing player at his time either. So I'm yeah. stand by that. Team I always rock with AI. Don't get me wrong. He yeah. I mean, there's people who never watched basketball in their life love Allen Iverson. Right, just for how he looks. Yeah, and, and the corn braids and stuff. You know, even Matt up until a year or two ago was still wearing corn braids. Corn I mean, not even a year, maybe a year. You were still like wearing corn braids. And it, 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 it was legit a year and a half. That's one. Two. You gotta relax. <laughs> you really gotta relax. Yeah, but get, he was still wearing corn braids like it was two thousand and one. Yeah, because I like my hair the way I like. I got long hair. What you want me to do? Just have it out, looking like Don King? I'm, I'm not doing that. Makes no sense. Matt had his his Reebok headband and his big big uh, Reebok sweatsuit. It definitely on. was Nike. It was always <laughs> Nike. I did not like Reebok. I was forced I to wear Reebok as a kid. I hated it. It was always Nike. Now it's Under Armour. Now it's Under Armour. Yeah. You got dreads now. You're a football player. A little bit. Okay. But, you know, the Kobe thing, the AI thing, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. T-Mac, T-Mac was better than Kobe Bryant. No, he wasn't. We're not doing that. Ooh, that's hard. That's hard for not me to say. Time. I didn't really sorry. care for Sorry, sorry. Not all time because, yeah, that will, you know. I we can have that debate. I'm not going to die on that hill. I'm not going to die on a hill saying all oh, time. Oh, no, you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't not die all time, hill. but I'm saying. Because let me say something. Col- mm-hmm. One thing about Kobe, Kobe was, one thing I would say about Kobe that kind of gave him the head and shoulders above even McGrady and certain people was that killer instinct. He knew how to close out certain games. He knew how to be consistent. 
in ways that I think McGrady is, a, is one of the biggest cases of of a could have been because of, not only because of injuries but inconsistencies, just not being on the right teams at the right times. Yeah. You know, so I, swear, I think about I it all the time. If he wasn't this injury, what would he be? And uh, this was before he became this captain shooter. I'm talking about Bucksonics reality. Oh, you talking about Jesus Shepard's one? That's worth was better than Kobe at, at one point in time, too. Yeah, in 96 going into 2000. Yeah. I agree with you because he carried, he carried the, the Bucks to the Eastern Conference Finals. He got cheated. I'm not gonna go in. I'm not gonna die on that hill either. Let me tell you what we're not gonna do. Not down on that hill. Okay. You know, let me tell you what we're not gonna do. Skyla, baby, we're not gonna pull out all them toys, sweetheart. That's not what we're gonna do today. I have my niece. Okay. <laughs> I thought we'd buy Baby girl, two more like, toys, and that's it. You you heard what Auntie Tay said. <laughs> Put the damn toys away. <laughs> But um, by the way, we, I like that Bucks came on. This we love your hair too. Uh, I know, uh, I know it was it was about to go down. She tried me. <laughs> I don't like when I don't like when I get tried. Don't try me. Like, don't try me. <laughs> but um, shout out to Job Tears Network and shout outs to everybody here at the Your Sports Show. Um, Year for a Cure is still going on all month long. You see the hashtag at the bottom, hashtag Year for a Cure. If you do want to donate to our cause, cash tag on Cash App, Year for a Cure, or go to your sports show store. Have we raised any money yet? As of now, we raised about $100. Oh, that's not bad. Yep. As of now, we have raised $100. So, How much of that came from you, Dre? <laughs> 50. 50 came uh -huh. from me. Uh -huh. How much of that? How much of that other fifty came from you, Pete? None of it, actually, not yet. So when are you gonna donate? I will be donating as soon as I get paid. You get paid next week. <laughs> Jeez. I know when. The, I know. I know when y'all get paid. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. You the accounting too? Yes. Yeah. Matt, you you I've forgot about Matt too. I've we, been unemployed. Well, she knows. You know, Matt got kids. That but you know what? I, I, I expect for you to donate $5 per kid. You know I am. I'm going to donate something. All, right. All the kids that was ever in your house. So that, that come out to like $50 too, Matt. So. My more than that. <laughs> Too many damn kids in this family. Yeah. yeah. Trade scenario. <laughs> Sixers is not going to take Kyrie Irving. I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, Kyrie Irving lucky that he still have a team. You got a best friend in Kevin Durant. Barely. I know. Barely. Yeah, uh, Kevin Durant best friend should be his barber. But I might that's another time. Dre, wrap the show. Dre, wrap the show. His <laughs> best friend. Uh, Stop best it. Wrap, wrap. We got to go. We got to go. Does he not know no. about brushes, though? Like, Look, stop. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. KD's like, like, like definitely top two players. It's been real, folks. He he the loyalty he shows to KD I'm, should be I'm the loyalty he shows to Kyrie should be the loyalty he needs to pay attention to his hairline. Because I'm not for it. This is why we can't get NBA stars on our show. Because stuff like, like this, I feel I like he's, he's disrespecting. He's disrespecting me. 
and I live in Brooklyn by him not mm-hmm. even brushing his hair. Mm-hmm. Hey, we gotta wrap this up. We gotta go. I'm still hurt. I, I feel disrespected. I know the people I, in Golden State felt disrespected too when he was there. Y'all got us. Oklahoma City probably didn't care, but I uh, really got it. KD, that's not me. If you want to come on the show, you don't even have to talk to these two. Just talk, talk to me. Of course, like, of course. Kyrie, uh, um, natural naps. You got something going to be on nappy headed. I burn sage around my house sometimes too, Kyrie. We got. Listen, Bonjour Bantan, I completely understand where you're coming from. <laughs> I got to stop. Nobody trying try try to hear about him not cutting, not paying attention to his hair. That's disrespectful. Y'all are really disrespecting. That's his choice. Like That's on. a bad choice. Can we go? We got to stop. We got like, no, we're not doing this. Pete, say something, Pete. You got to say something. Matter of fact, no, Pete agree. That's why he's not saying agree. That's why he ain't saying that. Don't say Dre wrapped this up. We Everybody on the net up until KD has had their hair laid down a bit or, or at least combed. We going to continue Tough. doing this. I bet Dr. J wouldn't like that. We yeah. are really going to continue doing this. What do you say, Pete? what do you say? I didn't hear you. We got to stop. Dr. Nets fans is day one. Mm-hmm. Nets fans today was in Jersey. Since they was in Long Island. <laughs> Once upon a time. Playing but, in the NBA. Yeah. But but for the voice of a generation, Pete Rosado. For KD's biggest um sponsor and supporter of him not Come on the head. show, KD. You ain't gotta talk to these two. Come on the show. Yeah, he do. Yeah, he we do. Support you. We support Forge, you. the queen, the head of the Earth's War Show table, 25 K is your boy, Big Baby, signing off. Peace. <laughs>